quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Coaches Grundgesetz. It is, wie it is. Et gut, wie et gut. Et het noch immer jod hier. Hat fort is es fort. Et blief nix, wie et war. Kenne man nit, brauch man nit, fort damit. Wat willst du ma? Mach et jod, aber nit so auf. Wat soll der Quatsch? Bringst du ihn mit? Art to go out to this beautiful world. Felt the cool rain on my shoulder Found something good in this beautiful world I felt the rain getting colder They say, and by they I mean people from around here, that Cologne is an ugly city. This is quickly followed by the proud statement that the people are nice, that they're welcoming, tolerant, kind, open to new things. I never saw Cologne as ugly at all. I always saw it as, well, charming, in the least patronizing sense of the word. I mean, the city charms you. It takes you in. It makes you feel welcome. Maybe it was the non-douchey beer culture here that appealed. I don't mean beer culture in a judgmental neckbeard hovering over you waiting for you to decide between craft beers way either. I mean, I mean that here decent beer is a way of life. It's a birthright. You don't talk about it too much. You freaking drink it. Beer here means, more often than not, Kolsch. Heinz Gruner has lived in Cologne his whole life. He does marketing for several German breweries, so Kolsch is an integral part of both his social and business lives. Kolsch is not a brand. What is this? Anyway. Let's call it a style. It's right. a pale ale, mm -hmm. and people love to drink it in high amounts. Malzmüller Brewery has been slinging beer nonstop for the last 150 years. Democratic, utilitarian, welcoming to all people with a powerful thirst. I love the whole style, the little glasses. Is this unique to Cologne? Other regions of, of Germany, you won't find such small glasses. Right. They start with 03 to 05. To the giant. Yeah. You know, if you have a giant thing of beer, it's like piss warm by the time yes. you get down to the bottom. Right. But here it's necessary because it is not very carbonated mm -hmm. and the foam disappears in minutes. Yeah. There are guys who drink it in one zip. I'm not sure of the exact 
blood absorption rate of alcohol. But I would think that if you're hammering these things back, <laughs> it's hitting your bloodstream at the, the perfect rate. Maybe we have to name them alcoholic, but uh, <laughs> they are accustomed to it. There are certain iconic accompaniments to beer drinking when in Cologne, like Methoppen, which is minced raw pork with onions on a roll. Or Halvhan, which is simply Gouda cheese on rye. This is really good. Now, now you see how it goes, no? You'll get a coach without ordering. I don't like this custom, though. I don't, the, the, this, I don't want to know how many beers I've had. <laughs> this okay, is, but he has no. to know. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Can he do his own little system? Somewhere around here, I'm thinking, geez, I've got a, I've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's when the Himmel und Ed, or Heaven and Earth, hits the table that I start getting deep into my happy zone. That's blood sausage, fried onions, and mashed potatoes with applesauce, which, if you don't like, by the way, pretty much removes you from my will save from drowning list. And then there's this. The dish that almost alone brought me back to Cologne. It was sweet, sweet memories of this stegosaurus-sized shank of cured pork, boiled and boiled until it literally falls away from the bones, steaming and moist, a symphony of meat and gelatin and good, good stuff. God is hiding in there, somewhere. Cologne is a worker's town, you know? So the kitchen is definitely a worker's kitchen. And yet, it has a pretty liberal, progressive worldview. Where did that come from? It has something to do with the river. Occupation here was trading. So the Cologne people from the beginning were interested in other people and they took profit of other people. We are not afraid of influences from outside. But therefore, it's also important to have some traditions that are lasting for a long time. And one of those would be culture. One of is coach, one of is a dish, and uh, people know that they can come here and it won't change. This place will not change in the next 200 years. Cologne is, or was, a predominantly Catholic city. Perhaps more Mediterranean in temperament than those fun-hating Lutherans and Calvinists. It's Germany's fun zone. And from November to February, Coloners celebrate Carnival. Partying here has a whole season. batshit wild 40-day celebration leading up to Lent. It can be absolute mayhem. My completely rational fear of clowns, mimes, parades, public dancing, and crowds in general, really, prohibits me from taking part. These days, Brian Jones could come back from the grave for one night only with the Stones, and Janice and Jimmy and Jim, they could all be there. And you know what? I ain't going. But the Coloners, God bless them, they love it.
Dubai Oma Kleinman handles enormous crowds of revelers. Fortunately, the madness is still a few weeks away. And this is my old friend Tracy, who had the good or bad fortune, depending on how you look at it, to travel and produce shows around the world with me for many years. Anka is from Cologne and makes me feel better about my carnival phobia. Carnival. You like carnival. I do, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Will jesters and bards and medievally attired pranksters be popping up during my stay here? You're missing out. You really Mimes, are. no mimes, troubadours, jugglers, uh, human statues. All of them are wearing bonkers costumes and look like shit. <laughs> I don't like it. No, I always get embarrassed about those people. Yeah. I hate carnival. I hate carnival oh, too. Are there parades? Yes. yes. I hate parades. Okay. Are there clowns? You hate clowns. I hate clowns. Okay. Jesters? Yeah, occasionally. Festive attire? Uh, I have beer right now. <laughs> I don't need no stinking carnival to drink beer, man. And as I understand it, I'm urged to drink beer as part of a community of beer drinking with other bros. I no, hate bros. It's not just bros. It's a whole community of people speaking in dialect, singing songs in dialect. Singing. I forgot singing to mention that. I hate that too. There is another side. And if you open your heart, you would see it. <laughs> My heart is a cold, cold place. And there's no room in it for jugglers. that I want to come to Germany and go to Cologne. That's awesome because Cologne is like the other city in Germany that I can really identify with. It's like I have this love affair with Cologne. I often say that the places I go, there's a pheromonic decision made very quickly. You step outside the airport terminal and you go, and you know right away. There's something about this place that I think I'm going to like. A few weeks ago, a friend of mine from Berlin came to visit me, and after three days, he just looked at me and said, Anka, what is this? Why are you all so satisfied? Why are you all so happy? Why are you all so relaxed? And I said, I don't know, maybe it is, because everybody's telling us that our city is ugly and Berlin is the big thing, and maybe we have to show with our hearts that we are good people and that we are having fun, and I think the coach is helping us. For some reason, every time I arrive, here, I always feel like somehow that people are more open here to me being American and speaking German. And, and part of it is this carnival thing. Really? It's, maybe it's my own self-discovery of like being in another place and finally being accepted. Maybe because I'm in costume and they don't know right away that I'm not German. Right, it's kind of like an eyes wide shut kind of a thing. <laughs> this is what I came here for though. Surfboard-sized slabs of veal and pork filled with many wonderful things, dredged in breadcrumbs and fried in magical, magical deep fat. Now that's a carnival I can get behind. Supposedly, you can split your schnitzel in half, take the other half home, and it's really good for breakfast. It's like the German equivalent of pizza in the morning. Right, which is a tradition I totally support. Considering it's a beer drinking culture, 
at the end of the night. Will there be two or three or five or ten people all hanging out, like, way past the point that they should have gone home? Or does everybody reach a sensible point of intoxication and say, well, you know what? I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> like you're forcing beers on us. I didn't order a beer. Another one just keeps coming. You Do know. you know how to make it stop? Face plant into my schnitzel? <laughs> There's an easier way. <laughs> that means, like, I'm done. Yeah, but nobody's doing that. Not yet. I'm not doing that. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life... Lately, we have been paying attention to a very different virus, bird flu, which is caused by the H5N1 virus. If you start to hear that it's circulating in pigs, that would be a concern. That means I would go from sleeping with one eye open to one and a half eyes open. Yeah, that would make me very concerned. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. We know that Cologne is a proudly tolerant, fun-loving, beer-drinking, pork-happy, and friendly little city. But just a few days before we arrived, Cologne became the focus of the whole argument over Europe's refugee crisis. Cologne, of all places, is now the example for both sides of an increasingly bitter argument over whether Europe, and by extension the world, should turn their backs on the millions of refugees spilling out of Syria, Iraq, and a Middle East spinning into chaos and slaughter. With the bodies of children washing up on Greek beaches and few other countries willing to help, Germany has taken in 1.1 million people fleeing ISIS, Russian and Syrian bombs, and war. One should, I believe, be admired and even celebrated for doing the morally right thing over the probably wise thing. Saqqar al-Muhammad is one of many who found his way to Cologne. Hani Zaitoun helps refugees as they try to integrate into German society. This is unsurprisingly easier said than done. Getting to Turkey, no problem. Yes. Turkey to Greece. Problem. Getting to Turkey is now a problem. Right. But in that time, it was not a problem. Next, went from Greece to Macedonia. Yes. Correct. correct. Welcome there. No. <laughs> Serbia. No. Were you welcomed here? Yes. Very welcome. So here we are, Cologne, 
one of the most liberal, if not the most liberal cities in Germany. A city doing the right thing. And on New Year's Eve, the whole attitude towards refugees, not just European policy, but the whole moral question was thrown into doubt. Cologne found itself the test case, both example of tolerance and hope and worst case scenario. Here's what was reported. On the night of December 31st, 2015, witnesses saw crowds of up to a thousand men described as predominantly Arab and North African near Cologne's central train station. Some broke off into small groups, assaulting hundreds of women as they left the train station. Police were completely unprepared. The situation continued, reportedly, for hours. Three weeks after the incident, the official numbers were as horrifying as first reported. 766 criminal complaints, of which 381 are sexual offenses, including three rapes. Many across the world, of course, saw this as the perfect I told you so moment. A sadly understandable reaction. There is no minimizing 381 sexual offenses in one night. How big an effect is this going to have on the situation? So all Syrians that I knew were totally condemning what happened. And we absolutely cannot tolerate something like this because it's, it's not a part of my culture. It's not a part of what do you think it will change the political climate is what I'm asking. Before, it was relatively easy for a German politician to say, look, have a heart here. Let, let's do the right and moral thing. And it is being used as a club to beat any politician or leader who would like to have a more conciliatory or more welcoming attitude towards people who clearly need help. Refugees are human beings, and some of them are good, and some of them are bad. There is 500 refugees who did this, and they're pretty bad. It's the fault of those who did it, but it's not the fault of the refugees. It's not the fault of the Germans. The infrastructure exists more or less to handle this enormous influx. An integration of 200, 300,000 would be easier than integration of 1.1 million that entered right. in 2015. This is a challenge not only for the Germans, but also for those who came to integrate in the community. It's something that has to be worked work on from both sides, not only the, the Syrians, but also right. the Germans. The Germans are, are willing to, because they're pretty well organized. Germany and Cologne had reason to believe they could pull this off, absorb all those refugees from a culture very different than their own. Here in Cologne, the Turkish presence is larger than any other in the country. As I understand it, during the 60s, 70s, the German industry essentially recruited, in cooperation with the Turkish government, huge numbers of Turkish workers. Was that the beginning of the sizable Turkish population? Yes, it was like my grandfather, and my grandmother, they came here in the 70s. My parents, they started to work in a company, like in the uh, wool company. Everybody has almost the same story here in the third generation. Melek Yaprak's grandparents were among the first wave of Turks to arrive in Cologne. And to a great extent nowadays, Turkish food is German food. 
the way Italian, Eastern European, Jewish, and Chinese have become American food. Rocky to start. Prost. Prost. That brings me back. Yeah. This brings back Istanbul to us. Yeah. When we go there, we have always rakı and the Bosporos, and here, this is like Istanbul feeling for us. Yeah, me too. And meze, spicy mashed vegetables, tzatziki, hummus, beetroot and olive dip, fried eggplant, pastries with feta, meatballs with tomato sauce and mint. Oh, that looks really pretty. I don't think that you have any problems with spice. No, no, no. No, All right. Since you were born here, how Turkish do you feel and how German do you feel? And when does that equation change? Are there times when you feel like I'm not part of this or other times you feel, oh, I'm definitely part of this? That's a question I'm thinking about all my life. In my heart, I'm, I'm Turkish. In my head, I'm German. I'm glad that my parents wanted to have a good education for me, but still at home, they were Turkish, like Turkish traditions right. and Turk- Turkish thinking. So it, I was always on both sides. And now I'm adult enough to pick the best ones from both sides. Growing up here as the child of Turkish immigrants, how did you feel at school? You felt German? Yeah, yeah. So why do you think Germany's good at that? The Germans are very correct people. They want to have everything on the point. They don't like surprises. So they organize everything before. It's almost a cliche that it's organized. It's not a cliche, it's organized. Grilled minced lamb basted with hot tomato sauce and slathered with melted sheep butter and yogurt. Roast lamb with feta, bulgur, and roasted vegetables. Ah, that's beautiful. Thank you. So, if you graduate from university here and choose to live in Cologne, could you afford to live here? Yeah. So it's reasonably affordable. Yeah, but because of the refugee situation, I think living space is becoming less, like everywhere. Do you think this is a pretty town? Most of the people I speak to say, well, you know, we're a very ugly city. (laughs) But I I don't think so. I think it's very pretty. Everything was destroyed after the Second World. Yeah, but it's not the most beautiful city in the world, but it is not an ugly city, I mean, at all. Mm, I think... I'm more with the ugly city. You think it's ugly? The buildings are new, ugly, gray, like made up after the Second World War. There's only a small old town. Right. I miss old buildings like in Munich. So 20 years from now, will Cologne be the same? I don't know. I don't want to think about it because now it's fine. I love it as it is now. I don't hear that a lot. If you go to San Francisco, Rio, they're pressing problems. Mm-hmm. Or that the character of the city is changing. The character of the city does not seem to be changing. No, it stays as it is. If there's one musical movement or one band that represents Cologne better than this one, I don't know what it could be. Created in 1968 with Holger Chukai, Jackie Liebzeit, Michael Caroli, and this man, Hermann Schmidt. Can was at the forefront of what was called, inevitably, the Krautrock movement, combining the sounds and attitudes of classical, avant-garde, rock, and funk. So you moved here, how old were you when you came? 64. Interesting time, 64. It was a very interesting time. It was the time of where Cologne was really blossoming. It was the art town in Germany. 
Ehrman studied with Carl Heinz Stockhausen, but it was a trip to New York City where he was exposed to what Lou Reed and the similarly classically trained John Cale were doing with the Velvet Underground that would prove to be the catalyst for Cam. 64 was still pretty early days for cultural ferment, I guess. Maybe. But not here. Not here. So, not here. So the question is, why here? What, what was it about Cologne? Well, I think it's this generation which were like me. We grew up in this after-war uh, terrible destruction. And that was the generation which started to create something new. There was bubbling from everywhere. We're having dinner at Ox and Clay, part of the new Cologne dining scene where chef Daniel Gottsleisch plans to kill us with deliciousness. Grilled scallop with black salsify, a consomme of burned hay, lemon gelée, and walnut oil. When you began camp, what was the initial reception? In the beginning, they said that we are not able to play music. We were dilettantes. But I mean, you were all technically well, proficient, well, we, accomplished we, musicians. We were, we were all, except the guitar player, who was the youngest. But Holger, Jackie, and me had a musical career already behind us for right. 10 years. For us, it was important to create something by more or less listening to the other and intuitively trying to create something spontaneously. We didn't even plan to become a rock group. Was there a precise moment at which you crossed the line, in which you all looked at each other and said, wow, I guess we're sort of, I guess we're a rock group now? Uh, I'm not sure we ever said we are a rock group. Grilled lobster with a dashi of eel, marinated algae, fermented kale, and yuzu froth. If people were to draw a direct line forward to bands and musicians who were influenced by your music, for instance, you know, people mention the Bowie, Iggy Pop, Berlin period, and a lot of other great work. What about EDM? Do you, do you share the blame? No. Is it good or, or bad? It's good. It, it's a positive thing. It's positive. Electronic dancers. Yes, sure. I mean, you can't anyway classify any style or any kind of music as good or bad. But it excludes the musicians. Traditionally, is it the opposite of what music should be? Is it all okay? I have no idea uh, what music should be, because whenever you start uh, knowing what should be, you are already starting a new dogma. <laughs> I hear you. There are DJs which make fantastic music, and they make it for a certain purpose. I mean, there is the purpose of this environment, and they fit. Neither the purpose nor any dogma can be used as a judgment for your music. Braised ox cheeks with marrow, beetroots with mustard, gratin potatoes, black truffle. You don't get paid for the influence you have on the culture. No. <laughs> I wouldn't complain about that. I mean, we never consciously did something intending to make money with. We still have fans which are 16 years old and think this is a music created yesterday and it's 45 years old. Does that feel that's good? Nice. That's satisfying too.
An amazing meal, but you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. And baby, I'll always come back to you. And if history teaches us anything, it's that chefs, no matter how elevated their food, how fine their restaurants, chefs at the end of a long night want this. Grilled bratwurst with curry. Daniel and his friend Dimitri come here to Freshbud for the bratwurst and spice braten, which is just what you need at this hour. Marinated rotisserie shoulder of pork. Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel so ashamed. Drunk or sober, good is good. And I want this. You want this. We all want this, right? Where did currywurst come from? I mean, this is a truly fiendish idea. It sounds like a really bad idea. Nobody knows, really. Nobody knows. It just appeared one day. Ordinarily, I'm totally against mayonnaise on fries. Yeah, yeah they don't even ask you sometimes. Really? Just <laughs> yeah, they just right put on. it on there. <laughs> and they put like a 50 cent for the mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's good. The legend is Cologne is a very accepting of new cultures, accepting of new, obviously, cuisine. Why? It's a good question. I guess we have a lot of gay people here. Mm -hmm. People say it's like the San Francisco of Germany. It's a very Catholic town. Catholics are not notoriously, you know, pro, you know, gay yeah. friendly. Uh, what happened here? That's a, that's a very good question. Huh? Yeah, I don't know the it's answer. <laughs> it's sort of a, a nightmare scenario for a conservative. You're, you're saying it's a basically uh, immigrants, homosexuals, and artists have made the town <laughs> what it is. Can I find work here? As a chef, yes. As a good chef, yes. What if I were a mime? There's actually a lot of them here. Prostitute. Work here? Yeah, a lot of them. This is like the biggest uh, brothel in Europe. You know, that doesn't sound like a good thing. Smallest and most discreet might sound like sound, <laughs> you know, biggest. Yeah, well, it's also famous for its parties. So you can probably undercover go to a brothel. You say like, oh yeah, just I'm, I'm just partying. Why of all the places in Europe would the largest brothel be in here? And Basically every month there's like a big convention here. So I guess if you're looking for company, maybe that's why. It's a city of contrasts. I mean, on one hand, it's very, it's very Catholic. You, you would think conservative. If you look at the menus of a lot of the places here, very traditional, some pretty much the same menu in a lot of the places. Yeah. And yet, then there's your place. They're all doing well. It's very confusing. I need more beer. Yeah. <laughs> Three more? Three more? Three? problem. That's what I like to hear. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. So there have been arrests, suspensions, disciplinary hearings. They're shutting down graduation events. At this moment, the part of the protest that are admirable are young people calling attention to atrocities. Michael Roth is the president of Wesleyan University. I would like to make a space for them to do that, as long as that space doesn't prevent other people from pursuing their education. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. Cologne, you gotta love it. 
They support artwork that might get you punched in the face elsewhere. Performance artist, painter, and cooking enthusiast René Stessel works and lives here. His current project is called The Restaurant of the Egoists, where you dine alone with a full-length mirror across from you at the table. Which is weird, right? Oh wait, let me get a selfie. Did I Instagram my food yet? of ignorance, it's a question. If egoism, it's a bad thing, or it's also a good thing. I found out, or, or, or it's, it's fact that it's also a good thing, because simple example, uh, if you help a guy sitting on the street needs money, you give him the money, you helped him, of course, but you help yourself feeling happy, feeling lucky, because you helped another. It's a kind of energy, a kind of engine, who makes people helping other people. Kleineglock has been a hangout for Cologne's artist community since the First World War, which seems like a bad business model, but it seems to work. They like artists in Cologne. You can feel free with, with the way how you think, and it's all about the Colonians. I don't know why the Colonians are like the Colonians, right. but they are the most tolerant and open people I met, and that makes it easy for artists because you can go onto the streets and, and really make experiments on the street with your art, and no, no, nobody sends you the police. Are chefs artists? No. As a, as a, no. There is a connection between painting a picture and doing a sauce, because you have uh, to find a balance, and this is the only one connection. I, I happen to agree with you. As much as we might like to think of them as artists, I think chefs are proud craftsmen yes. or artisans. I think there's one chef who I would argue is an artist. I would hold up Ferran Adria as an example of an artist. As I know, he, he don't believe he's an artist. No, he says, I'm a cook. Yeah, but uh, I think he's wrong. Rheinischer <laughs> <laughs> Sauerbraten. Traditional Sauerbraten. Good Sauerbraten. But Morrissey is going to brown out his shorts. He sees you eating this, because it is, how shall I say, equine in origin. Old Bessie didn't quite make it to the soap factory. You like horsemeat? Yeah, I, I do like it, actually. This is one of the few places that still does it. Yeah. The arbitrary decisions we make about what animals we're going to eat, even I do. You know, for 15 years I've been eating all over the world. Yeah. I've never eaten dog. If you're cute as an animal, you are lucky. I think it's the eyes, big eyes, yeah. it's not food. Too bad they're out of panda today. That would piss some people off. I kid, I kid, no panda. Rene is hitting the schnitzel hard, and I see he has opted for the egg on top. So Cologne, proud of its attitude towards art, artists, different cultures. Germany is accepted somewhere in the neighborhood of a million refugees. How do you realistically say, welcome to Germany, we're all gonna learn to live together? Can that be done? It could be done, of course, but I hope that all the right-wing people will not develop. And this is, for example, a job for an artist. Maybe we, we should go out 100 people with Nazi uniforms mm -hmm. and walk through the city. Maybe this kind of actions uh, will just make the people remind on the time and what our grandfathers did wrong. We really have to take care that we don't fall back in these structures. But we kind of are. We are I on the way. We are necessarily. I, We're well on our way. I'm allowed to be naive. And, I think and, and I honestly talk about utopias. 
It's a kind of utopia, just the fact that the whole world will mix up with each other, that in, I don't know, 70, 80 years, there will be no white people anymore and only cappuccino colored people. Look, look, that's the only it's way. That's, this is the if only this solution. Is, it's my, yeah, my way of yeah, thinking, mix up, it's yes. our only hope. It's our way out of this. Yes. It's going to take some time, but it's really the only way. This, this sort of Singaporean model where everybody's so mixed up that you really don't know who to hate because everybody's so hopelessly intertwined, but we're a long way from that. tortured relationship between Cologne and its sister city, Dusseldorf, is a study in differences. Most notably, the beer is different. The attitudes are different. It's, if you listen to partisans from either side, a short trip, but another planet. Do they speak a different language here or something? Yes, it's, it's a different dialect. It's not an accent. The actual words are different. Yes. The words are different, the spelling is different, and also... The meaning of some words wow. is different. And the beer, most importantly, the beer. And the beer, yes. In Cologne, we have a, a, a pale beer, a, a, a light beer, and here we have a very dark beer. Right. It's called Alt, but it's not old, as the word Alt means. Right. It's uh, surprisingly fresh. Fresh. I would like some fresh beer. Yeah. Urga Obergariga is another one of those old and some German institutions designed to serve maximum number of people, the maximum amount of beer, and pork products with maximum efficiency. Look at this. Opened in 1862 and able to serve hundreds of people day and night, it's a marvel of orderliness in an uncertain world. Heinz and his friend Judith introduced me to Alt, the completely different beer these Dusseldorfians drink. It's quite good. Yes. And, and me, as a Cologne person, I must admit there is a lot more taste in this beer right. than it is in Kölsch. Unfortunately, after three or four of these beers, right. I'm full. <laughs> so as a utility, everyday beer, Kölsch has definitely got an advantage. You could just drink it all day. Yes, but the, the Dusseldorf people, they are accustomed to it, so I think they can do 10 or 15. Pickled eggs, peel, cut in half, remove the yolk, add mustard and a bit of oil and vinegar, return the yolk, and go. Mm. Perfect for beer drinking. It's work, but it's worth the effort. They make you do this yourself? I thought it was a cologne that's supposed to be, you know, working class. I mean, yes, yeah, this is working class. <laughs> There's not a lot of love between Dusseldorf and Cologne. Why can't we all get along? There was a battle in the 13th century. Right. And Dusseldorf won the battle. Mm. And that was the moment Dusseldorf got a city. Right. 
the right, city rights. The city rights. Right. Yes. They have a different history, of course. Right. So they are a little bit more administration, more a little bit posh. Much more uh, posh. How would they describe each other? Oh, all those people in those sort of, they're all stuck up. They're, they care about outward appearances and they're all administrators and uh, they don't really work or, or, or I don't know. I mean, I'm that, that was a perfect uh, explanation. <laughs> Cabbage and Metverse, which is simply kale and sausage and delicious. And spicy pork goulash with rye bread. Oh, that looks healthy. Thank well, you. kind of. There's one difference as well. When I was a little kid in Cologne, I never heard the word Düsseldorf. What do they do? They say the other place? <laughs> no, 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 even not that. It was not part of our conversation, of, of our thoughts, of our... Your world. Of, of our world. Really? The first times when I came to Düsseldorf, I learned that the, the Düsseldorf people, they look to Cologne. Yes. Because yes. it's, the small, it's a smaller town, yeah. and uh, yeah, Cologne is more in the media. Which city's better? <laughs> yeah, only one answer, that's true. Cologne, for sure. Why? What accounts for Cologne, some would say, un-German, relaxed and open style? One explanation might be the dead Roman theory. I have suggested that the presence of long dead Roman legions enriches the soil, making for good wine and a propensity for frolicking and drinking that wine. It is, I hasten to add, an idiotic theory. But I want it to be true. Cheers. Maurizio Arca here is German-Italian, sort of. You've been represented to me as Italian, but you're Sardinian. Yes, I am. Now, this is a whole different thing. It is, definitely. My father-in-law and his whole family are from Nuoro. Really? So, I am well familiar with Sardinia, and I know that, you know, this is not a dialect, this, this is a language. Yeah, and there right. Are, there is some ambivalence about whether they even consider themselves Italy. They don't consider themselves as Italian because they've always been left alone by the state. And I don't know Italy. You know, I've been in Siena, I've been to Rome, I've been to Milano, but that's it. So, Italy is a is, is more foreign country than Germany? Yep. You couldn't find me an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the f***, man? Trattoria Bar Celentano doesn't look like much, but what they're serving is deceptively good. Antipasti, grassi, carpaccio, tomatoes with pepper, parmigiana, grilled zucchini, mortadella. The Italians came during that period, I guess, in the 70s, to work in factories, mm -hmm. along with the Turks and uh, right. Eastern Europeans and everybody else who, yep. who came in. Like right. my dad did, right. for example. He worked in a car factory near uh, Osnabrück. Was your neighborhood Italian or mixed or it German? Was, it was or? mixed. There were, were like those, these homes made for the guest worker program. You know, all immigrants were like stuffed in there. And integrated. Yeah. Meaning the Italians didn't all live together. Not all Italians, but lots of immigrants, like Turkish people, Italian people, surrounded by Germans. What did they think of the food, your parents? Like when they first, they look at all the cabbage and the potatoes and the giant hunks of, uh, oh, of they love potatoes, that's for sure. Right. But all this uh, other stuff, like Haxen, they don't like that stuff. When you came home from school, what did your mom cook for you? Italian or German? Just Italian. Just Italian, Just Italian. that's just no surprise. And spaghetti alla vongole. 
So life is good as far as I'm concerned. Give me a good spaghetti with white clam sauce, and I don't need much more. Maybe some wine. Everybody here says the same thing. We are open-minded. Yes. We try to be fair to everybody. We are welcoming. We're proud of that. That will never change. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the refugees who are coming here, that they will be integrated into German society as efficiently and as gracefully as your family was? I'm not sure, because times are so different to the 80s. But look, Germans are organized. Organization is just one fact you need to control, uh, to handle this, but... Um... Look, all of the people who were involved on New Year's Eve, mm -hmm. do you think that if they get work, that if people are kind to them, if they're given housing, do you think eventually Germany will figure it out? I'm not that optimistic, to be honest, because I'm convinced that it's not a, a German problem. Right. It's a world problem, it's a European problem. We're all stuck in the same boat. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.